greater than if I could stay young and the picture grow old. For that for that I would give everything. I would give my soul for that. Wishes are part of the unconscious along with dreams, slips of the tongue, etc. These are desires not consciously known to the person but are very powerful forced had if left untended, controls one's behavior to the extent. This is what the novel The Picture of Dorian Gray is all about along with so many truths about beauty, age, wealth, and the lies about humanistic pleasures or hedonistic ideas. The Picture of Dorian Gray was published around the year 1890 in Lippincott's monthly magazine and became a standard novel on the year 1891. The novel depicts the reality that human faces the inevitable decay of the human body. In simpler terms, beauty is not eternal. The novel has three main characters namely Basil Hallward the artist who painted the portrait of Dorian Gray, Dorian Gray a wealthy, handsome young man, and Henry Wadden, a hedonistic man. The characters face a tragic life in the end. Dorian Gray, having been able to live his life through hedonistic ideas brought his rational mind into a rusticone. It did come to him that life should be enjoyed and that the human body, mind, and soul should feel every worldly pleasure there could ever be. With him knowing that what he wished came true which was him being youthful forever and his portrait will be the one affected of his deeds, he abused his precious innocence and became wild. Haunted by his sins, he killed people and he attempted to destroy the portrait who bears his destructed real identity. In that attempt, his servants heard a crash only to find out a beautiful portrait and an ugly man with a knife in his chest on the floor. With psychoanalysis, one could always spot the human's inevitable task to balance the three state of the mind the id, the ego, and the superego. One could also notice the other if he let his unconscious overrides his rationality. First, the id was depicted by the character of Henry Wadden. It is one of the three divisions of the psychin psychoanalytic theory that is completely unconscious and is the source of psychic energy derived from instinctual needs and too much desires. Because to influence a person is to give him one's own soul. He does not think his natural thoughts, or burn with his natural passions. His virtues are not real to him. His sins, if there are such things as sins, are borrowed. He becomes an echo of someone else's music, an actor of a part that has not been written for him. The aim of life is self-development. To realize one's nature perfectly, that is what each of use is here for. From these lines, Henry Wadden definitely is a bad influencer while believes on self-development and never to morality. He believes that life could perfect his own which he believes that it was the sole reason for living. In addition, I should think the novelty of the emotion must have given you a thrill of real pleasure, Dorian, interrupted Lord Henry. Booty can finish your idol for you. You gave her good advice, and broke her heart. That was the beginning of your reformation. The lines revealed the hedonistic beliefs that Henry Wadden lived with his life and he is trying to impart these hedonistic ideas to the innocent young man Dorian Gray. People, money, objects, art and anything else is just a tool of pleasure to him. If one thing stops being fun, he will immediately abandon that and will never be interested to the commodity and service anymore. The only exemption to this abandoning is Dorian Gray himself whom he kept on teaching that the most important goal in life is pleasure and happiness no matter what it cost. Second, the superego was portrayed by the character of Basil Hallward the artist who painted the portrait of the young, handsome Dorian Gray. Superego in psychoanalytic theory is partly conscious, represents parental conscience and the rules of society. It functions to punish and reward through a system of moral attitudes, conscience, and a sense of guilt. Superego relates to attitudes about what is right and what is wrong. Towards the end of the novel, Basil Hallward finds out the truth about how the portrait reveals how Mucian and how badly Dorian Gray's soul was polluted living in the ideology of hedonism. He then told Dorian, pray, Dorian, pray? What is it that one was taught to say in one's boyhood? Lead us not into temptation. Forgive us our sins. Wash away our iniquities. 
Let us say that together. The prayer of your pride has been answered. The prayer of your repentance will be answered also. He worshipped you too much. I am punished for it. You worshipped yourself too much. We are both punished. From the lines, Basil Hallward surely wants Dorian to repent for his sins to cleanse his soul. Thus, revealing his moral attitude and how he believes Thathron could be forgiven through a process of penitence and self-realization. Another lines that proved Basil's sense of guilt and conscience were these, it is never too late, Dorian. Let us kneel down entry if we can remember a prayer. Isn't there a verse somewhere, though your sins be a scarlet, yet I will make them as white as snow? Basil Hallward here ruled by a superego believes that humans have an innate goodness within them. Ultimately, because of his optimism and high-minded persona that uplifts pure values of beauty, truth, and love, pays the highest price his life. Dorian Gray was triggered by Basil Hallward's teaching and provoking him that Dorian should turn his back to worldly pleasures. With so much pressure, Dorian killed Basil by stabbing him. Third, the ego was first depicted on the character of Dorian Gray. Ego in psychoanalytic theory serves as the organized conscious mediator between the person and the reality by functioning both one's perception and adaptation to reality. He has a simple and a beautiful nature. Your aunt was quite right in what she said of him. Don't spoil him form. Don't try to influence him. Your influence would be bad. The world is wide, and has many marvelous people in it. Don't take away from me the one person that makes life absolutely lovely to me, and that gives to my art whatever wonder or charm it possesses. Mind, Harry, I trust you. The lines out of Redby Basil Hallward suggest that Dorian is quite decent and upright which should never be spoiled by Lord Henry. Another description of Dorian was made by Henry Wadamek goes, yes, he was certainly wonderfully handsome, with his finely curved scarlet lips, his frank blue eyes, his crisp gold hair. There was something in his face that made one trust him at once. All the candor of youth was there, as well as all youth's passionate purity. One felt that he had kept himself unspotted from the world. A description well described highlighting purity. On the other spectrum, Dorian Gray portrayed well his inability to balance his psyche and or his state of mind. Hell it his it overrides him and therefore, his unconscious consumes his rational, pure, and young self. His eye fell on the yellow book that Lord Henry had sent him. It was the strangest book he had ever read. It seemed to him that in exquisite raiment, and to the delicate sound of flutes, the sins of the world were a passing in dumb show before him. Things that he had dimly dreamed of were suddenly made real to him. Things of which he had never dreamed were gradually revealed. The lines proved how Dorian changed his point of view in life. Hell it his unconscious desires overthrown his moral foundation from how young and pure he was from the beginning. Ergo, through the lens of psychoanalytic theory, Oscar Wilde's The Picture of Dorian Gray has delivered the importance of providing the readers an information that one must balance the three divisions of the psyche. Oscar Wilde used the novel to remind the human race that one should practice how to balance the mind to keep the soul in its good shape. People has to accept the fact that the human body undergoes decay. The way one cares for his slash her body is an investment. Humans only has one body, therefore one should be persevering enough to know how wonderfully he or she is created. Thus, keeping oneself away from vices and temptations that one will certainly regret in the end why he or she let himself slash herself indulge in such immoral behavior and habits. If moral depravity is at hand, sinking into a life of moral, physiological, mental, social, and spiritual destruction will be deserved. One should always put into consideration the importance of good deeds and the truth that nothing lasts eternally especially the human beauty. Don't waste your time insatiably desiring for sexual pleasure, knowledge, wealth, and attention. It will either destroy you and the people around you which you would be able to realize too late that what you've done and what you've been doing was wrong. Remember, time wasted is lost forever.